Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It has been another week, a crazy day, a day of press conferences, a day of possible mounting frustration, and we're going to get it into all of it here tonight on your Big Gold Belt group, folks. Stay tuned. We'll be kicking it. Everybody, how is it going? It's another fine Thursday night here with your big gold belt group. I am your guy, Heel Will Mahoney. We got two chains across from me. I guess going this, no, this way, this way on the video feed, on the top level there. I'm somewhere. And all the stuff. You're up there, as it always is. <laughs> and of course, Giant Crab down below in the Hello? box underneath. In the trenches. In the <laughs> trenches. How's it going, gentlemen? Good, man. Good. It's been another week. We got no live road report this week like last week. We're not on the road. We're not <laughs> going from town to town. But that might be coming soon because everything's opening up and things are yeah. changing. And I think we're going to talk about that tonight because there's stadiums to fill, venues to uh, get people to buy tickets to, yeah, and possibly some executives that are getting frustrated <laughs> with uh, how things are going. So there's going to be some interesting topics tonight. It's been a weird week in wrestling, I'd say. But I'm very curious to hear some thoughts on what's going on with, uh, I guess we could start with a, there was a news conference today, I guess a press conference, because we have NXT TakeOver in your house going on this Sunday. That's kind of snuck up on people. It's a weird one of those takeovers that just kind of, it's been hiding under the radar. And it's not exactly the most exciting card but takeover always delivers so i'm not expecting it like you know to be bad but i think it's a bit of a sleeper and maybe that maybe that maybe that sentiment maybe not getting that much buzz maybe i don't know could that possibly be uh frustrating some people or other shows getting more attention because triple h today definitely uh had some interesting comments that he made Regarding uh, NXT, regarding the fans out there, and I guess attitudes in general regarding wrestling and NXT and how things are today. So, Mm. you know, I was going to say, you know, it's interesting that uh, we used to be very adamant about going to takeovers and it was just something special about going to a takeover. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter who was on the car. It didn't matter... Mm -hmm you know, the stipulations, the the time of the year, the location. It was just the idea. I mean, Brooklyn definitely has a special feel to it, but... So does Bridgeport, Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Never forget NXT Bridgeport. Damn right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, I watch NXT when I get a chance, but like takeovers don't have that same magic to me. And maybe it's the pandemic. And maybe, you know, maybe it's the little tweaking of the rebranding of the takeover pay-per-views. But I don't start get excited like I used to. I mean, I used to move heaven and earth to make sure I was either at a takeover or being sure to watch it. And I can't even tell you if it's coming on Saturday or Sunday, nor if I'm going to be watching or not. And that's a very weird thing to me. And I, I don't know yet. Maybe once we talk about the, the call today, maybe I can start to make sense of it. But it is oddly bizarre that all of us are like, wait, takeovers this weekend? <laughs> Because uh, I would say in a in a not too long ago, 2018, 2019, we would definitely be talking about, hey, can you make the show Thursday? Nah, man, I'm gonna be on my flight. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have the whole you would have the whole card down yeah. in your head. Because Lord knows yep. it'd only be about five matches. You'd have everything laid out. It would be yep. like a whole plan and you'd be chomping at the bit. <laughs> and now it's just kinda like 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 I said, it's never bad, yeah. but the sizzle ain't there like it used to be. Yeah. It's just kinda it's there. It's going to deliver. It's going to be good. But there's not that spark that there yeah. used to be. And we, we've talked about that. That excuse NXT me, excuse ain't me. quite clicking like it used to. I got I got breaking news real quick. Uh-oh. Now, Ooh. this is something I've been wanting for a long time. But it's just happening as I'm watching. And what I found out, too, you can't actually um, co-stream uh, Impact while it's on. But... Breaking news, Moose will be facing Kenny Omega for the Impact World Championship this Saturday at Against All Odds, which is taking place at Daly's Place. Interesting. Which is something. Really? Which is, but that's not even just it. With Sammy Callahan challenging a winner on the 17th at Slammiversary. So this is something that I've been really very adamant about. If you're not going to have fans for your, for, for your shows, do it at Daly's Place. So this is something that should have been happening. Um, Slammiversary will have fans, which has sold out all their tickets, which is just amazing. But they should have been pulled the trigger on this. This is something that should have happened for the last two pay-per-views where they should have had these historic matches. Rich Strong versus Kenny Omega should have been at Daly's Place. So, you know, that just broke. We can come back to it in a little bit, but let's let's, let's stay on with uh, Triple H. But that's just interesting that they just announced that. <laughs> That's a very extreme last-minute way to do that. We can we can yeah. break that down a little later in the news and notes since that's yeah. breaking news happening right now as we speak. But very interesting. See, people are making moves. People are making moves and they're trying yeah. to get stuff going. And, hey, th- there's something exciting happening. And then, meanwhile, yeah. there's this takeover that's just kind of sneaking <laughs> up on us and <laughs> doesn't have the same spark like that, you know? I, I, sw- I swear I almost said, like, when is it again? But it is this weekend. Like, like It is this I- it is this weekend. It is Sunday night. I also just want to say, too, just for the record, like NST roster up and down is really good. Nothing against them. They will the go out there. The talent's there. Yeah. They will, they will probably have a good show. Yeah. But there's one I, I, issue. <laughs> what about the draw as to getting people to want to watch the show? That's a thing. That's, that's important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's something, something in the mix. Something in the recipe hasn't been the same. For a bit and they had their press conference today and of course you got all the reporters on there getting to shoot their questions at triple h and a, a lot of stuff got asked and in the middle of the call it got a little interesting um 
couple things came up. The idea of NXT not quite being what it used to be as far as like talent going through the NXT system and then moving on to the next level, to the main roster, and how it's gotten a lot more stagnant and people don't leave there as quickly, or if they even leave at all, you know, case in point, your Undisputed Eras and Garganos who've been there for years now. And, and Aaliyah. <laughs> Aaliyah, hey, Aaliyah's doing her part. She's doing right. her part. She's learning. Just, She's learning. Just, just if we we're going to talk about longest tenures, just remember Aaliyah is still there. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So anyways, to quote Triple H as this all came up, he had some very interesting comments. Quote, it's so funny to me sometimes how in our business, everyone is so worried about where someone is going to go or land or how is this going to play out long term in the future? How about you watch it? Do you like it or do you not like it? Do you have to say I like it? but I like this other thing more. Just watch it or don't. He goes on and stop trying to figure out where everything goes. Fans ruin their own. St- Here we go. Fans ruin their own stuff. Half the time trying to figure out where everything goes and why it's going there and how, and then trying to pick up their phone and search for the thing to find out what it is. It can ruin it for them. So they aren't surprised when it happens. I don't understand that. End quote. A whole lot in there and some statements that I've definitely heard on this show before from people at this very table. I don't know who. <laughs> but I swear to God, WWE, somebody, some stooge in WWE is listening to the show. Yeah, and that's, you know what, though? They all, it's, if, if, if anything in, in the world, they always are stealing ideas from the little guys. And I may go. have said that two weeks ago. I'm just saying. <laughs> definitely some very similar statements and it's interesting to hear it coming from triple h and i think you know the big topic of the day has become is this coming from it sure sounds to me like it's coming kind of from like a place of frustration or just you know it has you know we're coming out of the COVID era and just you know the road they've had to go through for the past you know year and they're now at the end of the tunnel the lights coming there and just like we're talking about NXT just quite hasn't been you know the favored child of the wrestling universe that it used to be the the the, the bloom is off the rose in a lot Good of point. ways the spark isn't there and so Triple H is in a different place now but it's interesting because I think there's a lot of truth to what he's saying. But this isn't the kind of thing you usually hear from someone in a place of power putting out there, you know, the fans are ruining it. It's the fans fault. It's like, that's an interesting thing for you to put forth as the guy running the show down there. Yeah. So, well, interesting strategy. This is part of the problem. And and honestly, because I 100 percent agree with him and have been saying it the whole time. If you. You can't complain that there are no surprises, that it's stale, it's stagnant. We've seen this all before. And then you go, give me something new. And then when they tease something new, you immediately look it up, pick it apart. Oh, well, this, at, at the AEW Women's uh, uh, Tournament earlier this year, right? There were, I saw people online with very educated guesses of who would advance and who wouldn't from the Japanese side based on those person's uh, future dates. This person can't win because she has to be mm. in Saitama on Sunday. This person <laughs> can't win because she has um, a six-man tag on on Monday in Tokyo. 
this person can't win because there's no way that, he, that she can work this show and clear COVID protocols to get into the U.S. in time to make Dynamite. <laughs> so there's all of these guys with their whiteboards and their you know uh, thumbtacks and they this lines going across it like a murder mystery scene. And then when the thing happens, it's like, oh well, I've seen this before. And then the other problem is that people fantasy book themselves into oblivion. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like. Hey, this is a great idea, and I just fantasy booked this, and this is perfect. It's airtight. They don't do the one thing that you, the only person in the world that thinks that way that they should do, and you get it on Twitter, you get reaction, and it's and it's all this other stuff, and they do something totally different. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad, but because they don't do the your seemingly self fulfilling prophecy, it's now they suck. And also, it's wrong. I've seen this before because. This person, we know that this person can't win because they're double booked in a show in Germany. Like, <laughs> but then that's conversely, that is what it is to be a fan. Because when you go to a movie and you're really engaged in the movie, maybe you'll watch the credits. Maybe you'll figure out where they shot it. Maybe you'll figure out, you know, what's who did the score or the soundtrack, how they did that stunt, you know, who, where did they shoot this building or whatever. I know I had a lot of questions after John Wick, and it wasn't a lot relevant to the story. It was like, no, physically, how do they do that? I yeah. need to know how the hell they did all of those things that they did. And when, when is part four coming out? But, so, by the I mean, way, you, you, you saw who's announced on, on number four, right? I did not. Because, and this, but this is, and so, so to your point, though, I did not because as a fan, I'm trying to restrain myself. Oh, then I, I know. Oh. I, I mean, I know that I will see it. It is what it is, but I'm not. Tr I'm trying to restrain myself not to be that hype, and that happened here. For example, when they filmed Captain America downtown at the uh, Lincoln Memorial, yeah, uh, everybody and the mother was there at six in the morning on a Sunday to go watch whatever would happen, and it basically it was uh, Chris Evans running laps around the uh, reflecting pool. I mean, there are people that scour the that do the TMZ type of a thing. And it's like, well, damn, you know, ruin it, ruin the surprise. So for me personally, I don't really watch E3 anymore. I don't watch Comic-Con anymore out of San Diego. When it comes out, it will come out. I want to see the finished product, not a 30 second teaser for a thing that's not going to come out for 18 months. I'm not waiting seven hours in line to say hi to a person that was in a movie last year that it won't be in another movie for two years. Because that's when <laughs> part six of the latest Marvel movie is going to come out. I just, just, just give it to me when you're ready and I'll digest it. Then I'll talk about it and pick it apart after the fact. But I'm, I'm kind of like, I find myself enjoying things that I'm a fan of more when I accept them as they come. Obviously, I'm on a wrestling podcast talking to wrestling fans about wrestling. But I think as far as the talent and stuff like that goes, as the shows and stuff like that, I'm not checking Flight Manifest anymore. I'm not, you know, I don't need to know who's booked in what hotel, uh, who's you're working with, whatever. Um, I think the real thing is, is that uh, just watch the show. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't do that for a movie. You wouldn't do that well, for a wrestling. You know, just watch the show. I mean, here's my thing. Like, 
he's old school and we can always say he's just used to how traditionally things were done but like yeah this gets a little bit of annoying where everybody needs to know everything and that's just kind of where the world in wrestling now is that like to fantasy book yeah well that's that's definitely what it is it's just the internet the fantasy book is absolutely fine to have fun with conclusions and dream matches that's absolutely fine but to get out here get your pitchfork Knock on everybody's door and say there's a witch in town because you got you got the booking wrong and you're ready to hang somebody on the cross. It's like you're a stream. And like we see some really horrendous comments out there, but even that is just the surface of how bad people are strictly because of bookings, because of signings, because of anything that didn't go the way they want. I mean, even Marie, again, who we absolutely love here. I mean, mm-hmm. there's God. I mean, there's Mansoor, God, then Eva Marie for me. And, <laughs> you know, the fact that people were just like, hey, you know, uh, I can't believe they signed her and they let go of all these other people. And then you see that on a surface level. And then you go in the comments and people are like, words I don't even want to even say, but so malicious. It's like, that's still a person. Like, and these yeah. are legitimately fans who are just being mad as a fan. And then you do have the stream ones, the Sonya the DeVille cases. And it's just all because of the idea that because they were not right about a booking or didn't go the way they want or the person they wanted to get pushed and get pushed. And it's just like, what? Do you do you enjoy this? Because if, yes. if this stresses you out, yeah, you no, know, you're right. You're right. Yeah, they they do it. They enjoy that. And I, and I tell people all the time that when me and Marcus – went down to Full Sail for um, the Mae Young Classic, I will never forget that a person tapped me on my shoulder. He was like, hey, man, what's up? I was like, hey, what's up, buddy? And he was like, "Uh, did you watch NXT last week? And I was like, I don't think so. He was like, oh, okay. I was the person who started that chant last week. I'm like, what? Oh, (laughs) jeez. What? In case you didn't, in case you, he was making sure you knew, 2 chains that he is somebody. Well, you know what? I got got one better. I got one better. No, you don't. No, no, we've all been to Ring of Honor shows. (laughs) Streamer guy. Yes. Yes. And it's not. It's not that he came comes up to people. It's just that he has his own merch that says "Streamer guy." No. Yeah. Yeah. Professional fans. Professional (laughs) fans. Professional fans, and the key thing is, professional fans in their own mind. Right, and that's the key. And that's the thing I want to I want to like before we go back to Triple H comments is that like there are people who I am like really opposed to is the ones who wants to not only be a fan, but they want to be in the show. And then they think people actually come to the show for them and then they want to be characters and they don't want to have gimmicks. And it's just like we're coming to watch wrestling, not anybody who's in attendance of it. And then because of that, they take that same mentality and go online, and they's like, I'm a wizard, and I know everything that's going to happen, even though they're referencing everybody else. And regardless, because they can't even make up the mind of their own, they are still mad that it didn't go the way that they wanted. And it's just like, what? But to be fair, to be fair, how is this any different than Star Wars? Now, I don't, I'm not a Star Wars guy. I, I literally well, don't okay. care about it. I get- I can answer this easily for you. Star Wars fans are one of the worst fan bases of all things out there. Right. So so, so don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, you know, we're not saying that Triple H isn't correct. And then it's assumption that like, hey, uh, don't be a mark. 
Also, more importantly, hi, Damien, unrelated. Um, but, more, but more importantly than that, you know, it's one thing to be a fan. It's another thing to be a mark for yourself. Don't and be that guy. Th- and you know what, though? And it's fine because I'm a mark for Mansoor, but I ain't out here getting ready to fight somebody because of the idea that they don't like him. But see, that's just the level of where some people are. They think that being a fan means that you, everyone has to agree with you. And if you're wrong, then F this company. And this is why I don't watch it. It's black and, and white. It's black and There's white. No, it's either right. Or it's wrong. If it didn't go the way I booked it in WWE 2K, it ain't right. You know, <laughs> by, and that's by the, the problem. By the way, the, fuck that. The, game. Ex, the expectation of that is where it gets messed up. The people yeah. who talk themselves into this expectation of putting on a show and watching it, and their whole head—it's already—it's got to go the way I thought it would go when I was playing the video game. So yeah. let me ask you this, and, and this is a thing that I've said—I know that I've said before—but now the question becomes. When does WWE channel that energy into something for into something productive? And productive doesn't necessarily have to mean something that makes money or you know something that's a, a storyline or anything like that, but just something productive in general. Where if the fans are working themselves into a shoot, then mm-hmm. why aren't WWE going with that? Well, you know, and, and and I say and I say WWE specifically because in AEW you would see a person go like. Oh, Kenta just tweeted something, and it's and it tags from Orlando, and and then or yeah, Kenta t- tweeted another thing, and it was like, well, how far is it to Jacksonville? Um, and then there's all these other subtle things that were being dropped and stuff like that, and and that, that like that plays into it. It is a social media world that we live in. The, the cat's out of the bag on that one. But WWE still seems to be stuck in this archaic. Um, the internet doesn't exist. You still need to call the 900 uh, number of hotlines. This is 1992 <laughs> all over again. Buy the magazine, uh, subscribe to Tout because that's the only social media that matters, <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 that's not really how it works because they're competing against the marks and the message boards and Discord. Mm-hmm. They're competing against the dirt sheets that are feeding the marks on the message boards and Discord, yes. and everybody with a microphone and, and a decent internet connection for podcasts like this. Hi, so uh, you know what <laughs> WWE need to do to channel this energy well, into something productive. Well, Didn't they try something like this many a year back with Taboo Tuesday where they left it up for the fans to book the pay-per-view? And that's manipulative, too. Because I you thought know that was Cyber Sunday. Yeah, either was way. It was the same concept. Yeah, yeah but yeah. could you even trust those results? Like, even when they did the... Uh, the, the when they did those, the mix, the, the tag mix thing, whatever that was called. Oh, the mix, 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 mix Yeah, but, but Jamal... One of our favorite moments in WWE is when mm-hmm. uh, uh, meningitis. Yes, meningitis. Men- yeah, so, right. meningitis came through. Right, and that's and that's when we saw them legitimately do what we wanted in the same Yeah, it, mm-hmm. and, and, well, and it, when uh, with uh, old boy viral meningitis. If we had a hall, if we had a show, show hall of fame, I, my first ballot's got to be the viral meningitis. Oh. Um, <laughs> This my second my second Ce- choice. Celebrity to, warrior and and how? Oh yeah, he's definitely in the celebrity ring. Uh, no, next to Drew Carey. But the second <laughs> would be the pilot that refused to fly to Saudi Arabia. Uh, they gave us the best best smackdown in fifteen years. Yeah. Um, but we so we've seen under pressure with their backs against the wall and then a gun to their face. What WWE can do, and they can still produce magic. They did yeah. it during WrestleMania with those off the cuff. Uh, um, interviews and 
uh, time killing events for the uh, in during the rain, rain delay. delay. Yeah, yeah. So that was great. Just people speaking candidly about things and what they need to do. It felt like a sporting event. It felt like yeah. the pre-show that actually should be the pre-show, and then. You know, the meningitis scare, and then that was a thing. And then, of course, the Saudi uh, fiasco, that was a scare. So we've seen what happens when they can do work organically. But that's just not what WWE does. They overproduce yeah. and underdeliver. Yep. Yeah. I mean... But it's the fans' know. fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but isn't it, though? Isn't it the people like JD from New York who think they have a platform to yell and scream about booking like their Chris Russo back in New York about everything WWE related? That's what the Internet was kind of made for in terms of the IWC, which the vast majority of us can't stand because everybody thinks they're the best booker in the world. And I'm sorry, Dusty Rhodes is already dead, so we can't claim that. But I'm getting really sick and tired. And that's why I don't watch Raw. Because on Twitter, I'll go on and in between, you know, wrestling otaku thinking like he knows everything and a couple of other people saying, oh, I could have booked Alexa Bliss better than that. No, you couldn't have. You know why? Because they would have hired you if you could. So shut the fuck up. Eat your popcorn. Enjoy the show. Or here's a novel concept. Change the goddamn channel. Because it's annoying at this point where everybody thinks they know what they're doing and inherently they don't. Do you make millions for the company? No. Are you on the payroll? No. Shut up, sit back, relax, and watch the show. This impersonation of Triple H was brought to you by Fodco. No, <laughs> You're just missing the sledgehammer. <laughs> no, but then you I just need to the the water off, but that would have been good. <laughs> no, but this, but this is the thing, though, and, and though I, want, again, I agree, I agree with all of that. I still think to the, to the main point is, how is this any different than any of those assholes on the fan in New York that made a living off of yelling about the Mets or yelling about the, you know, the Yankees. I mean, like guys like Chris Russo, guys like Stephen A. Smith in Philly, uh, you know, made their living. Uh, you know, Wendy Williams did it for a long time on the radio in New York and, and still, just stirring up shit still for no it. reason. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. good for her. <laughs> she transitioned to TV. But the point still remains is that that, that gossip mongering mentality, that's all ESPN is nowadays. Yeah, yeah, ESPN but also oh, is Twitter oh, but been, until they air Sports Center at five o'clock. Yeah, but by the way, two things: ESPN completely em- embraced a Twitter beef today by bringing on Quavo from Amigos to talk to Kendrick Perkins, a former wow. basketball player, uh, because of comments that was made on Twitter. So, like, it just tells you that things in media is driven by drama and conflict. Forty-five wouldn't have been forty-five. It, for sure, forty-five wouldn't have been forty-five if he ain't ran the campaign the way he did. Where everybody was just like, "Oh, this is there's no way this person could win," and then he ran a campaign strictly off of hate and strictly off of drama, and bada boom. So it just tells you just wh- where our nation is when it comes down to things. That triples down from politics all the way down to people in their mama basement doing podcasts, and it's you, just right. what it is. It's just what but that, it is. That's why, though, that's why it's incumbent on WWE to use that energy for profit. If the people are reacting this way and that's what they're giving you, then work them. You're still in control. You are the ringleader. We are waiting for you to move. And if that means that you get them, you know, work the marks in the online, then so be it. And and I don't care how it has to happen. If you play CM Punk's intro every single uh, Raw to open Raw yep. and then somebody mm-hmm. else comes out every week, Fine. Whatever you need to do. 
but the bottom line is, is that if this is where we're in and this is how we've shifted in media, where you don't have as much control over the narrative anymore, then you have to embrace what you've been given. And they just refused it. Yeah. Um, I, I know we need to get to our break, but like I know there's got to be other things, other comments in there that we probably should talk about. Right. Yeah, we will, uh, because Triple H apparently does n- is not fond of a, a second women's wrestling event, but we can cover that uh, after the break. All right, then I think. There we go. Yeah, I said without further ado, then and then we just you take our ass to the to the break. So yeah, a commercial break uh, brought to you by Triple H. I mean, Damien, excuse me. <laughs> this episode of the Big Gold Bell Podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected to the advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the Big Gold Bell podcast in the section titled, How Did You Hear About Podgo? in the application. All right. Trips, uh, thank you for that endorsement. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So what are we getting to next? I forgot what our second half of the show so, was about. Good Lord. <laughs> Okay, so in that same uh, conference call today, um, Triple H was asked about uh, another woman's event. Mm -hmm. And his answer was actually a bit more interesting than his answer about the fans. So I don't have the the wording of the question, but his response was, haven't we already done them? It's a funny (laughs) thing to me. So, So equality is equality. And quality is not, I want my own show. Quality is not, we have to have our own program. If I told you that I was making an all men's program and I didn't win, want women on it, it would be criticized. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I just, I just think it's funny that when people go, I want the best in the world regardless of contractual status. Well, I'm sorry from a business person's standpoint that why do we have contractual status, right? It doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. <clears throat> if you want the best women in the world, come to WWE, Ooh. that's where they are. If you want to go somewhere else and say that they are, you can. It is what it is. I'm all for it, but I was one of the bigger drivers of it. But and we will do another uh, women's event down the line, possibly. But it's not a must-have in the moment. I do think we have an amazing job of displaying our female athletes. Is it perfect? No. Will it always be in flux? Yes. But I think we do a pretty good job, and in my opinion, the best female performers are in the world are in WWE and if they're not they want to be in oh, quote right in quote alright so look except Deanna Perrazzo okay here except uh, Gordon Grace okay here here's what I'm gonna say cause you know we're, we're gonna try to nail an hour which I know we're gonna go over an hour tonight on our show mm-hmm. again he's not wrong I don't think he's wrong because as much as this is a tough reality for him to verbalize it the way I don't think the wording is all the all right, but it's a press call, so he's not reading the script and there's really no prep for what he's being said. But I say it all the time. We want the Cruiserweight Classic, we got that tournament, and then it ultimately resulted into Barney's Playhouse 205 Live, and we did not want that. So if you're going to do an all-women's show, don't make it be a thing like, here is the women's show special attraction, everybody. We're all women's on it. Let it amount pink to... Pink ropes and all. It's pink ropes and all. Let it amount to storylines oh, getting to that point where they have to do it. 
but don't do it. But look, when they did the first one, even the first one's questionable, which I still went, and it was definitely one of the best shows I ever went to. But we all know why it happened because Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, who was cutting the checks, was like, "Oh, by the way, we um that woman thing y'all got, uh, we don't we don't do that here. We don't do that uh, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I, like I know Becky's hot and you got Rhonda and like yeah, they're cool and all, but like." We don't kind of do that here. And if we do that, then we got to kind of talk politics and hostage situation. Maybe some guns. Um, maybe some people isn't going home. So, you know. Maybe another reporter gets miraculously killed. The same you week, know. you know. Yeah, doing doing journalist work or whatever. But, like, you know, if, if you want to just make the money and, and, and have a good time, let's not do that. Cool. Done deal. Cut the check. The bank account looks good. But we still have a problem back on 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 soil, a P, a huge PR problem, and that's that we just segregated all of the women from going, considering that Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch, quite frankly, all of the women were the must watch things of of WWE at, at the point, time, yes. and they completely was like, oh, we can't do that. So they came out with something that had, um, it was something that everyone demanded. That had a lot of good backing to it, but it wasn't. It, it was created out of havoc, if you ask me, and it did not have good beginning. Although it had a good result, although it featured a bunch of people, although it was special, it at the very core of it, it's like you were forced to do this. You know, it's not like hey, you know, I loaned you money and you paid me back. I had to go basically pull up on you and say where's my money you gave it back and now i'm happy like right yeah <laughs> two james you had to pay two back, james, but you had to really quick for it <laughs> really quick Let, let's look at the last evolution card really fast rhea ripley dakota kai trish stratus mickey james alicia fox alexa bliss nia Jax, ember moon tony storm io shirai sasha bailey natty the riot squad Shayna, Kyrie, becky charlotte ronda the bella twins amongst a handful of others. Do you really think if they do a second pay-per-view that they're going to be able to fill out that roster without going back to yesteryear and pulling out a Victoria no. or who cares? Trish out of mothballs we, we, or who, Molly we, Holly? We already see that when they do the Women's Royal Rumble. They always yeah, got to right. pull the, pull so the we greatest have that hits out of their hat. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but who cares, though? At the end of the day, it's still going to be five super solid matches that we all will be like, this is easily match of the year quality. I don't think we care about the quantity. We know the quality is going to be there, but it's the spectacle of saying like this event will feature nine times out of 10, all matches that are going to be amazing to watch. And there won't be nothing but logical booking considering this, or even if it ain't even just booking, it's going to be, it's, it'll be independent style where the best person versus the best person. And you just go for it. Like, I don't think Evolution had, but maybe two storylines with it, and everything else was mo- mostly special attraction, and yeah. that's why some of us watch wrestling. We want to see that person versus that person do the thing and be out. Just well, yeah, happens to be all the, women. They, they had the May Young Classic Final as an attraction, and they also had the NXT Women's Championship as an attraction. By, by so, the way, by the way, I mean, I think all of us can all agree that we we love Shimmer and we love Rise, and that's course. all that is. So this is not something that's new that's happening. It's just the no. idea of that we we would like to see in WWE capacity because one, the aesthetic will be nice. Two, we can go to uh, maybe a, a, a nice venue where it could be held. But three, it's also because like we haven't seen some of these people on these rosters face each other. I mean, 
Taya Valkyrie versus Sasha, uh, um, whatever Sasha her name, Frankie Monet versus Sasha Banks. Now, it's something that we could have been dreaming about for years, but it could actually happen. I don't see it ever happening on a specific brand, but a specific pay-per-view, possibly. So you're in favor of it, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I just, don't, I just don't want it to be a thing where it's like a, oh, well, uh, we're, we're kind of... The affirmative action pay-per-view. Thank you. The affirmative right. action Understood. pay-per-view. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just like the affirmative hat action champions of February. I'm not for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all about what the motivation behind putting it on is and what the goal of it is. If it's just going to be yeah. a show and then after it's done within a week, it's in the rear view mirror. And there's, no, mm-hmm. there's no consequences of it going forward really outside of for one or two people, probably most likely, you know, who the women's champions are on the various brands at the time. And for everyone else, they just stay in their place. And it's just like, okay, yeah, you had your women. You had, here's your women's show. We played that card for you. We, we, we quieted y'all down. And now we're, we're just moving on back to, you know, Survivor Series or whatever's next on the calendar. Mm-hmm. As far as what Triple H said, it didn't bother me that that part about the women's stuff didn't bother me that much. He gave the very PR WWE answer. Of course, he's going to say the best women are there. He, of course, he's going to say it doesn't matter if it's if you don't think it's true or not. He has to say that he can't sit yeah. there and be like, well, you know, we got a pretty good roster, but. I, I, we just don't quite stack up because of a couple people. It's like, no, he can't say that. So he gave the answer he's he's got to give. In that he's not state. wrong. He's Are, still not wrong. Here's, yeah. here's the problem they, that I have. They, yeah, well, let's hear it. Okay, no, so here's the problem I have. Um, the first thing he says is, haven't we already done them? Yeah, so see, that's, imagine a, that's if, a dickhead if, comment. If, if, yeah, right, that, that's a dick move. It, because imagine if somebody says, dismissive like, to begin with. It's 100% dismissive. And if you were to take any ethnic group, Pick one, all of them, and go. Well, we did that last year. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that that's not it. That, that's yep. not it. Um, you you you're nailing it. <laughs> and then, and so that's that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing, when he goes on to say in that same same breath, so equality is equality. Equality is not. I want my own show. Well, again, he's dismissing the motive behind wanting your own show. If the women were treated, if intergender wrestling was a thing, then we would be talking about equality. Full stop. Okay, it's not. I get it. Culturally, that's just not a thing that's going to happen here because uh, the mainstream has not progressed that far. Okay, cool. They still have a, a product to sell to people that need to buy it. But if it's it's not saying that equality isn't is not we have to have our own program and we and I want my own show. Uh, when he says, if I told you that I'm making an all men's program and I didn't want women on it, it would be criticized. This is the same sentiment of. How come there isn't a white history month? Right. <laughs> oh, I mean, come about? on. Hold on, hold on. You got to go deeper than that one. You got to go to the, you got to go to the end game one here. No, so, so uh, my, my uh, point, the, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the, the all lives matter thing, but continue. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, well, I, yeah, I don't want to go that far down the rabbit hole, but the, still the point still remains is that um, it, it's, there is a reason why there is a rallying cry, right? Give divas a chance was a rallying yeah. cry. There is a reason why, you know, Lana was in this weird revenge angle for shit for six, 17 years. Why Rusev was cucked on his way out. Uh, you know, it, it's not it's not just organic. These are the best women because they put on the best matches that women put on or that anyone puts on. And they just happen to be women. It's yeah. just that this is how our divisions are laid out. They're laid out by gender and by weight. 
Okay, cool. It is what it is. That's what we do here. Knowing that that's established, these are the best because they put on the best. And remember when NXT was must-see. Well, you could argue, and people did argue, till they were blue in the face, that NXT was the best wrestling on the planet. Full stop. They competed with New Japan. They competed with whatever, not NWA, but whatever TNA was at the time. Uh, I don't know if Hootie took it over yet or if it was still Jeff Jarrett's deal. But they were (laughs) leaps and bounds better than SmackDown or Raw. And now NXT is a shell of its former self, and people have moved on to something else. Okay, cool. But it's still kind of the same sentiment of, well, you know, give NXT a chance. You can't say that you don't like Impact if you don't watch it. Well, AEW has all these ex-WWE people, but maybe they'll get a chance to do something different. You still need to amplify these voices of people that are getting left behind the wayside because the mainstream WWE is just Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. And the Raw and SmackDown goes to their top men's champions and Oscar. Oh, and no, and yeah. sorry, sorry, and Charlotte. Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and Ronda, if she's around. Yeah. <laughs> if she's around. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I think for him to come out and say, haven't we already done them? And then compare it to some false equivalency about a men's show is a true. dumbass answer for a person in his position. Yeah. I think because that... there's nobody there's nobody more qualified to answer that question than him, other than this. So, so let me let me ask a few questions too because I, I don't know if I'm in the dark with this, but do Triple H typically ask? I mean, uh, host these type of uh, press conferences like this before takeover? Yes. Takeover. Yes. Yeah, takeover. Okay. 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 Um, and so he should be a little bit more natural and a little bit more accustomed to how. Well, that he was feels. natural, and that was the problem. Yeah. He's yeah. 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 Natural, true, organically, true. and uh, yeah, he, he said some stupid shit. Yeah, so you true. can't have it both ways. He gave a yeah. corporate answer on the back end after he realized that he stuck his dick in it and then <laughs> came back with, oh, we'll have a women's show because I totally like what my mother's a woman. Don't you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we know what you said, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, this, 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 this. Yeah. Like, you can't walk that back. Yeah, I mean, so, you're, you're, super, you're super right about the dismissive part, too. But I, I, I like it's, it's a weird thing because I do see where some of this do make sense, but like once you're dismissive, like then the psychology behind everything you're saying kind of gets melancholy. I have no reason every to reason believe a have. word after he says. Yes, he you're, says, you're, once you explained the way you did, I, I entirely right. agree. Like I, right. I agree, but again, I for me in regards to it, you know, I don't want it to be the affirmative action show or it to be completely segregated or like a consolation prize. By the right. way, we've been running. I, I, I <laughs> think the real thing shows, is. Don't do it if you don't believe in it. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that's and, and my, then, my, my question also, is, my, correct me if I'm wrong, was this in relation to someone bringing up the fact that the NWA is doing an all-women show? And that's been. why that's why someone asked the question? I don't have... Um, okay. The NWA think, show was brought up. The okay. NWA yeah, the NWA show was brought, was brought up, and, and the release of Mickey James was brought up. Yeah. And, and I think that's why he alluded to... Well, if we have, um, if I want the, if you, it's funny when people go, I want the best women in the world, regardless of contractual status. And I'm not saying that he, that is a pointed jab at Mickey James, but it seems like it is because, you know, you can't just have a high profile person like that walk in a, in a really high profile manner and yeah. then go, well, what about the best women in the world? Well, what about contracts? I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just a contract guy. So, yeah, 
And then, then I, I don't know. I, 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 I'll hold my original thoughts to that. So, uh. <laughs> so I think we, I think we do agree because. on the point of don't do it if you're, if you're really, if you're, if it's not genuine. Um, mm-hmm. But also okay. more to the point of if, and you can measure all of this stuff. And if I cared about WWE, I would. If I were petty enough, I would too. Where you can tell who gets what commercial breaks in what hour and what those ratings are and what the social media reaction are. Google Trends is pretty damn accurate. And, and, yeah. and, and a lot of different things that you can measure metrics of men and women and placement in the uh, in the ecosystem that is WWE. Yeah, and also, too, I mean, I'll just be quick and say that their track record doesn't give me confidence that they will ever do something because they generally feel like it's the right thing to do. Yeah, they come a long way from broad panty matches. But realistically, it shouldn't be a big deal that women are main event at WrestleMania because if they're the best, then they're the best, and that's where they go. They go to the main event. Yeah, Black Christine Month is absolutely a really good celebratory time to talk about all things in black history. But it's like, oh, what is Titus all of a sudden doing on television? Oh, I ain't seen him. No. I ain't right. seen him in eleven months. <laughs> Last oh, see, February. Of, see you bringing up Titus because you know darn well we're two weeks away from Father's Day. So Father's he's Day is coming out this coming week. Father of the Year is coming. <laughs> yeah, Titus, Titus, year. Next, Titus next is about topic. to run a marathon. About to next save some from a burning building. <laughs> next topic. <laughs> It burns Titus me is guaranteed I can laugh, but it his, gets me so mad. It gets me so Titus mad. Titus gets his February and his June yep. every year, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. That he's going to get popping up on the card. So, yep. Speaking of which, as we, as we can shift topics here, as we start talking about people popping up on cards, they are very much in a position, WWE, where they have to figure out now what people they want to pull out of their back pocket. Because mm. they got a stadium to fill. We found out this week it's official. SummerSlam in Vegas at with Allegiant. I think that's right. Allegiant. Yeah, Allegiance. Yep. Okay, so they're gonna fill the stadium. Raiders. Try to at least Raider Stadium. Yes, Darth Vader <laughs> helmet looking stadium. Nice. So they're they are trying to go full capacity. Pretty much the idea is SummerSlam is going to Allegiant. be WrestleMania this year. That is the plan to yeah. make up for the you know the. 20 or so K people they had in, uh, down in Tampa. This yeah. is the big deal. They want to sell the place out. Yeah. So the big question to me is, how do they do it? What cards do they play? Because gotcha. fans are coming back, obviously, a month before. So we're looking it- at mid-July. All the stops are going to start getting pulled out. They got to fill that place. You know they don't want it not filled. So not- how do they do it? Got got this one. This is easy. I'll be there first of all. And you're talking about the fight capital mm-hmm. of the world, Manny Pacquiao. The night of a Pacquiao fight. Yep, and he'll be he'll be facing. Um, why do I always forget his name? Um, but whatever. Here's the thing. Two things I'm gonna bring up. Uh, um, the Pacquiao fight is going to be big because you have man. I gotta look up his name because it's, it's it's uh not coming to me right now. But Pacquiao, whenever he fights. He brings the demographic with him. So anytime Pacquiao fight, you can ensure that it will do good. And that's just one part of this. Spence. That's who he's fighting. Spence. Yes. Thank you. Um, Earl Spence. So Earl Spence, he's black. He's not going to have a cult following because black people just do not follow one particular boxer to the end of the world. We obviously Mayweather from uh, Vegas and even Mayweather has people that is like, I would never watch a Mayweather fight, et cetera, et cetera. But Pacquiao will have every Filipino in that 
even radius come to that fight. And that's just how it is. People are really loyal to their, their to their fighters outside of black people. Um, so people will be in town. People will absolutely be yes. in town. Destination people, weekend. Yep. So the fact of how many people will be there, not even a question. Vegas is going to be popping this weekend. So how what do WWE do? It's the fight capital of the world. People come there for boxing and UFC. And what could the what could the WWE do to actually pull people out of that out of those categories to come? You bring in your biggest box office ticket. You book Brock Lesnar on that card by any means necessary. And if you can put him against I don't know Bobby Lashley and you brand it as 2F UFC uh, uh MMA fighters UFC and Bellator for the championship you're going to get that casual fight fan, not wrestling fan, fight fan, who's going to say, mm-hmm. did you hear Brock Lesnar's fighting this weekend? And again, the terminology, we go see wrestling yeah. matches, but but boxers and, and, and Boston fans and UFC fans, it's the terminology fight, and that carries a long way. If people are, 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 are buying pay-per-views for Trilla to see Mike Tyson and Roy Jones and then the, uh, the, the Paul brothers, and Floyd Mayweather, and people are buying these things, you think that somebody who's actually wanting to see something in person, who's already going to be in town for a fight, who may not have gotten a ticket to the Pacquiao fight, misses the opportunity to not only go to that, but to possibly bring their kids as well, and you could drink. Oh, probably you can even you can even gamble at the stadium as well, too. And you get to go to the new stadium <laughs> while you're in town. So you can ensure if they sell this with a headliner, with a huge name as Brock Lesnar, who Again, I say it all the time. Dana White would be at WWE's mercy to get the rights to Brock Lesnar to get him to fight. He is a huge draw in all the combat sports. You got him in the WWE. If Ronda's obviously, I think she's pregnant, so you can't use Ronda, but you have to use somebody to the high caliber. Man, I tell you, if Cain Velasquez was available, this is when you do it. The Brock versus Cain, you you will have. They did that already. I know, but if he was available now to do it again, mm. this this will be the time to do it because in Vegas you have to cater to the fight fans because people will be out there for that. Here's another pro tip. The next the next big fight that's going to be in Vegas is going to be Canelo Alvarez. It happens to be on what weekend do you think it is, folks? Mexican Independence Weekend in Las Vegas. Mm. Do do it's I even know who he's night. fighting? Do I even know who he's fighting? Hell no. Will that fight sell out? Hell yes. yes. The biggest Mexican fighter? Instant party. (laughs) Instant party. And so the fact that they, the WWE planted themselves on a fight weekend here that's already going to have people there. People go to the, people go out there even if you don't, they don't have tickets. And the fact that now they have an option B of something to go to and all they got to do is have it to be like, people may know Roman Reigns he, he may be their second biggest name there if uh, if Brock is to come. But after that, it's just a scrambled card of like, I don't I don't know none of these people. But well, if the rumored main event is Cena versus Reigns. Right. For the, Cena, so, Super Cena. Cena is a big gonna, name. If you're going to bring Cena back for anything, this is the show you do it for. Yep. Because I don't think we're in a position where you can get The Rock. So nope. the next best thing is John Cena. And I think you do Cena. I think Cena and Reigns on one side and Brock and, and Bobby on the other side. And that that right there is going to sell some tickets. Right. That is going to sell some tickets. 
And then you keep. You I think keep, it's a good start. You keep Charlotte up pretty high because That's of her it. name. What about the ladies now? What about the yep. ladies? Is there a hook keep, for the ladies? There's there's no answer but Charlotte. No one else. Becky's not a big what enough name to the uncasual fan. No, possibly, but I don't know if you. You, you get have your girl underneath Eve? like in a tag match or something. Get your girl yeah. Eve Marie there, uh, Will. Get Eve Marie. Then, then we're talking. <laughs> well, I mean, you need to sell the place out. So, hey, you know, Eva, you need no. some Eva, sizzle on the show. Hey, hey, look. Eva is not just a wrestling name anymore. She has, she's had the, the, the movies. She's been on some, she's been next to uh, uh, Bruce Willis, which is a big thing. And she, she, you put her on a flyer, she jumps out at you. I think she's easily easily marketable. So Charlotte by the name, and then yeah, Eva by the look, and you know you're going to get that person saying, "What am I going to do on a Saturday night that I can't get a Pacquiao ticket?" You know WWE's running there, and they got way more tickets available. Isn't way more Cardi B hosting? They say that. I don't see how that even makes sense. I don't see how it makes sense. It does not they're work. They're using at all her music. They're using her music for the commercials. So okay. there might be smoke where there's fire, but I mean that's right there with the Cena thing where nothing's official yet. That's yeah, just rumored. But that, that, they're, they're going to pull sense. out all the stops for this. They're going to pull out all the stops for this to try to fill that place. I guess the other possibility, ladies wise, is Becky ready to come back? Is this if, if she's ready to come back? This is where I think you do it. You have her show uh. up in July, and how did you put her against Charlotte? Maybe that's the match: Becky versus Charlotte for the title. And, on and one let's. Side. And again, let's just if forget Charlotte's that. Champ, I guess when it when it comes down to this, wrestling fans will buy tickets. Impact is the prime example of yes. completely selling out because they have a fan base and that people will come. I don't think there's anything announced for Slammiversary just yet, but people are like, "I miss Impact. I'm going." WWE fans would say, "I get a chance to go in person." Vegas has a huge wrestling fan base, and the fact that you get to go to which should be their second biggest pay per view. In a very um, uh, uh, a vacation destination, and then you get to go to the new stadium and all the technology and everything that's going to be involved in that. And it's by the way, prob- it's probably pretty fair to say the stadium itself is a bit is of a draw. draw it, it's so new. It is. I mean, I, I don't know if I could one hundred percent speak for Jamal, yeah. but when I go to places, I definitely think that. I've never been to that stadium and I've never at first, I've never been to that city, but what stadium's going to be at? Oh yeah, absolutely. I would have went to Arizona for Royal Rumble before uh, uh, the government shut down. So obviously funds wasn't right, but it was the absolute, it was the thing of like Royal Rumble's cool. I've never been to Phoenix. And then at this baseball stadium, that's all three yeses. I don't care who shows up. <laughs> this is cool. And then it's the same thing that I like Vegas. I've never been to the new Raiders stadium, but I'm very intrigued by it. And I want to see how it is. And I've never been to a SummerSlam. So let's do it. So mm-hmm. I, I, it doesn't have to. And for me, as a uh, as a casual wrestling fan, you don't even have to sell me with it at all. But for those fight fans that's going to be there, they're going to look for the headlining name. Oh, and by the way, you got to get the um, you have to get the Palms and you have to get uh, the MGM Sportsbook, the M Life Sportsbook. You got to get them involved. You have got to get the betters involved with this somehow because even they will say, like, if there's a reason for me to have to watch this to see what's going on, then I'll go. If you've ever been to a UFC fight in Vegas, before the main pay-per-view comes on, that place is rowdy. And you'll be like, who the hell 
is everybody cheering for right now? I've never, ever heard of this dude in my life. Then you go look at the odds, you're like, oh, he's a 1,700-point underdog. Oh, that's why everybody's cheering for this That's why everyone's cheering for him. (laughs) But it's the reality. And it's Vegas. You know, like, you have to play towards the atmosphere. You're going to get betters. You're going to get people that's just there for vacation. But you sure as hell on a fight weekend going to get fight fans. And WWE has got to position themselves as a fight pay-per-view. You have to have big fighter names on it. And all the wrestling stuff under it, fine. It's there. It's there. So, oh, and liquor. You know, drinks are there. That'll carry well, yeah, that goes goes without, <laughs> goes without saying. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. And, and we didn't hear anything from Jamal. And, any wild card thoughts from the giant crab of what you'd throw in there to draw attention? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is um, if they wanted to be as big as WrestleMania, then they need to spend money on a WrestleMania-style presentation. I don't know what that mm-hmm. set looks like, but they need, a, they need a big set. They need a big spectacle. No doubt. Um, last time SummerSlam was in Vegas was... Um, 92, something like that. Was um, it ever in okay. Vegas? No, sorry, that was WrestleMania. That was WrestleMania. Uh, yeah. WrestleMania, yeah. WrestleMania like 9, 9 was or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that was kind of the, the thing that the motif that they had with Caesar's Palace and stuff like that. Yes. I'm not saying that they yep. should do that again, but what I am saying is that they need to bring that spectacle as far as like the stage and the presentation back to uh to, to WWE. And Aside from that, they've already got the pop culture stuff. You know, the Cardi B is there, and then all the fighters are there, and, and all this other stuff with um, with everything that's going on in town on the weekend. Takeover is going to be on Sunday uh, after SummerSlam, which is odd. Well, but I think honestly, I know we talked a lot about SummerSlam, but for Takeover, that's another thing. Also, if they want to have Takeover in the T-Mobile Arena, uh, they need to bring it bring back the mystique of Takeover, where you don't know who's going to show up. You know that they want to be five matches. You know that they're going to be 20 minutes long and they're going to be pretty damn good. But you also know that somebody's going to be in the crowd. And you know, who knows who that person is is going to be in the crowd. And that's a, that's just some of the things that we haven't seen, those little things. They make you like, oh, shit, Matt Riddle's in the crowd. Keith Lee is in the crowd. Yeah. Pac is in the crowd. Britt Baker's in the crowd. I mean, the, the, all of those little things um, that kind of make you go, these are, these are bits and, and pieces that are foreshadowing. NXT needs to get back to that regardless of if they have fans in the house or not. Um, but hopefully uh, the atmosphere for a big NXT show on a Sunday in a big arena, presuming that they have it at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, um, will kind of give that brand a shot in the arm to see who's really over and who's really not. And to see if it's just, you know, if, to see if the, it confirms the Internet's uh, ramblings. And that's the yeah. kind of that's the thing that we don't know. We we know what the internet says. We know what the hardest of the hardened fans say. What do the casuals say when they show up? Because it's not because every yep. every mark can't make it. So what do the casuals say when they when they go? Uh, will Oscar get a hometown pop in um in Vegas because she's <laughs> you know she lives there now. She resides. Um, yep. Yeah. Will chance of 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 you know Renee and Moxley take over because they live in Vegas <laughs> now. Um, so, I mean, these, these are things. Will Rico show up? Um, you know, is he still a Rico, cop in Vegas? He, I think he is pretty sure okay. he is. 
So Officer uh, Rico protecting and serving Clark County. That's what he's doing. Where is this? Where is this coming from? <laughs> so I mean, you just gotta you just gotta make it something unexpected, and obviously by us speculating on unexpectedness, kind of proves Triple H's point about just shut right. the fuck up, and let it happen, We're setting ourselves up. There you go. We're setting ourselves up. <laughs> so, but uh, but but to that to that point though, these are things that I would like to see. Um, and I want to see the big spectacle because I, I do believe that SummerSlam should be on part of WrestleMania. If WrestleMania starts the summer, SummerSlam should end it. And they should have, they should have been doing stadium shows a long time ago anyway. Yeah. I mean, I will I will be like really furious if they half-ass using this brand new stadium. If they use and- like the raw set at the stadium, then what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah, no. We'll see though. It's, it's got to be. You nailed it with it's got to be a WrestleMania style presentation. If they want this yeah. to make up for WrestleMania, they got to make it clear that this is the first big show back, full capacity, and we are pulling out every stop, sparing no expense. That's and I it. and I think that's what they're going with. I think they want to make yeah. this their other WrestleMania. You know, the I number mean, two to year. WrestleMania it, one. It's it's always yeah. been that way. Besides the superstar showdown with all the money that they give, and you know, obviously how they brand that, but. It would be criminal to use the stadium. I mean, we, we don't know too much about it, but we, we do know that um, from the construction, the, the rumors of the construction that, you know, this stadium is supposed to have like really ambient lights that goes around it. Um, uh, really. I mean, it's one state of the art. I mean, it was just built last year. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for every bit of things they want to do crazy, the possibility should be there. Um, but it, they, they just got to do it. And I have faith in them that they will. But I still need to see it, though. I still need to see it. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right. We teased some breaking news at the beginning, so let's have our news and notes to take us home with Mm -hmm. all this stuff happening with Impact and Daily's Place and developing uh, stories. I will start with that and say that uh, So it just came out as part of Impact's show tonight. Uh, that mm-hmm. Moose versus Kenneth Omega for the Impact Championship mm-hmm. this Saturday night at Against All Lots. And that'll be at Daly's Place in Jacksonville. And the winner uh, will challenge Sammy Callahan on July 17th at Slammiversary. Uh, tickets are on sale for Slammiversary until they sold out that day that they went on sale. So that was kind of, <laughs> kind of crazy. Um, so, so good on Impact fans for finally getting able to get back into it. Yeah. Um I was looking at the Triple H thing where you guys were talking about um, SummerSlam. Apparently, he said this also. The question is about how come uh, main roster talents or NXT talents don't transition well to the main roster. And I think we can agree that they're that they're not batting 500 with getting talent over and transitioning well between the two. So he says in a quote, one way of looking at it as misused. And the other way is that things don't always pan out. They're players in the NFL. They play college football. People can't wait to, for them to get to the NFL. And when they do, <laughs> it just doesn't work out. You can say a team misused them or mismanaged them with a coach of the team that that played that played for, uh, the team that they played for didn't put them in the right role. It could be a million reasons. Right. It could also be sometimes the talent doesn't fit in a particular place or talent got to a particular place. And that was the end of their growth curve. Sometimes it doesn't work out. There are a lot of factors. I would agree with that if you aren't the person responsible for grooming them to fit here. Okay. I mean, that's what NXT is. It's the next 
level of superstars that are coming through to the main roster. It's their feeder system. So if you're not responsible for coaching these guys up and getting the main roster ready, then who in the blue hell is? Question. Question. Why didn't he just go the same route that he went with the other answers to question? Why didn't he just say he blames the full sale crowd for getting these people over and then abandon <laughs> them on the rain roster? <laughs> well, no, but actually, but I mean, like, like he low key kind of does. He does say that they play in college, they get to the NFL, and it don't work out. He did say right. that you could say that. the team misused them, the coach didn't uh, put him in the right position. It could be a million reasons. Yeah. That doesn't they get lazy when they get there. Yeah, or whatever it is. Sometimes talent just doesn't fit in a particular place, or talent got to a particular place, and that was the end of their growth curve. None of these analogies or these metaphors that he's using is reflective of their leaving college. It's reflective of when they get there, then what? And if he, if that metaphor is apt, then he's suggesting that, A, when they leave here... I don't know what happens to him. He should he should have just straight up name drop uh, uh, a Bailey girl and said you is he yeah you don't like us anymore. You went over to AEW. This is the problem with developmental. Oh, wow, that they developed Izzy to go to AEW. No, <laughs> Izzy versus negative one. Book it. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. God, the don't, new don't, juniors division. Don't get it. Don't get it. Internet ideas, because you know they will. Okay. You know they will. So no, but, but this is the thing, and I think that it is interesting that he says this. Um, is that a lot of in this analogy transpose the NFL with WWE main roster? He's basically shouldering the blame on them as <laughs> they are ready to go when they get there, and then it all goes tits up when after the fact. Oops. Uh, kind of interesting, uh, interesting way of putting that. But then that comes back to this: if you are a coach for Florida State, Florida State is not a feeder system to the Jaguars. Florida State is Florida State, and they play uh, what are they in ACC? They play Clemson. That's who they play. That is what it is. Whether you decide to leave Florida State and become a plumber, or do anything other than what you want to do, it is what it is. But Florida State plays Clemson. If you are an NXT player and you work in the WWE universe, you're not leaving the universe when you go to the main roster. You're moving up. It's a graduation. So aren't you responsible for making that people main roster ready? And this is the problem that we've had with NXT, where we know that some or can educate, you know, you have a very strong guess of people that are have a main roster ready gimmick and mm-hmm. some that don't. Kevin Owens does. Sami Zayn has to find his. Apollo Crews had to find his. A lot more people had to find theirs than than their main roster gimmick than didn't. That's what it is. Also, another question. How many gimmicks do not work in NXT? Like they have flopped completely? CJ Parker. Yeah. uh, uh, No, um, uh, Solomon Crow. Oh, yeah, geez. Yeah. The hacker gimmick. Yeah, yeah, that the was gimmick, CJ when 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 Juice Robinson was the environmentalist as CJ yeah. Parker. Yeah. Okay, so 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 very that. very thin, but they're batting at a good bat. They're, they're batting at a good average for gimmicks oh, getting yeah. over. Yeah, NXT's so, batting eight hundred. I mean, I can't think of too many gimmicks. Uh, hell, 
you think of everybody that was super over. Bo Dallas was one of their first champions. Um, uh, the Ascension was a major tag team. The Austin Pain was a major tag team. The Bod Villains. The Bod Villains were a major tag team. Yes. The, uh, you know, so, but then you talk about uh, 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 Breeze and um, and Fandango. Yeah, we're major tag, you know. We're we're not a tag team, but no, they were major Tyler characters. Breeze, in when he was just, well, Tyler Breeze when he was just a single star and had yeah, the whole right. the, the selfie stick entrance and all that. Yeah, was that over just with that major, and and then somehow they don't transfer over. Yeah. Okay. Now, so yeah. hold on. So I feel like we're 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 getting a lot of false positives here because maybe no. they weren't so over. Maybe we do go down and say like, hmm, this crowd no, no, is definitely. This is, this is an this is an analogy I've, I've made before, and I'll say it again. If you are a plane in the CFL, and that's all you have been brought up to play, and then you get drafted by an NFL team, that is not the same game. It's the same sport, but the rules are different. The field is different. The ball is different. It is not the same game. It doesn't mean that you're going to do better or worse, but this is not what you train for. Yeah, and for I Tyler mean, Breeze to have, or this for the Ascension to have that gimmick. That was over at NXT for that NXT audience at Force there was Hughes Younger. That's well, not well, mainstream. Well, also, too, I mean, think about it. Like, if you were in college and the three-point line was here and then you get the, N- the NBA and the three-point line is here, then it don't work. But at the same time, yeah. you make a three in college, everyone goes crazy. You make a three. No, but, you, but here's the thing, though. If they said, like, well, if the three-point line was moved back, that's one thing. But in the NBA, you can only shoot with your left hand. <laughs> Wait, what? Right. Because that's what well, that's, that's, that's the handcuff the WWE has. Well, and the Ascension was always a good example because a lot of the things with the NXT thing is it's a smaller show, a smaller room, a smaller presentation. And the same crowd. NXT, Ascension for NXT were presented as monsters. You take yes. those same dudes, you suddenly put them on Raw or SmackDown, those guys aren't monsters anymore. They're getting looked down on. They're the same size, but now they're in the land of giants. There's nothing they could do about that. Inevitably, Damn. that presentation but, wasn't going to work for them once they got up there. But it also hurts them because there's no uh, confluence with NXT in the main roster. So when the Ascension right. got there and they did, they debuted here, I was at that show. I was hyped. No one gave a shit. Yeah. Right. And, and that's yeah. because they didn't know who they were. So unless right. you are and, a big name, you know, for them to for them to come up with some actual pre in a pre main roster buzz like a Kevin Owens, then it's going to be a lot tougher for you to make it through the ranks. Yeah, and again, I'm still going to I'm still going to go off the yeah. idea that like they were getting a bunch of like pats on the back of how good they were doing based on that crowd, and they thought they were getting over when they realized like this probably is a false sample of what you're actually doing you well, well, well look at uh adam rose similar situation where he got so over yeah. in a quick amount of time they w- yep. sent him to the main roster and he was dead on arrival dead yes <laughs> never worked so triple h so to my oh, point oh, triple h, same thing triple h should have definitely just blamed full sale crowd here he, he sh- that was the easy out <laughs> your fault for getting them over full sale it's your fault <laughs> well, well, Everybody was like, "Yeah, they're doing good." Do you hear them out there? They're, they're it's working. And right, but this is. But remember when Cody was a free agent and he said, "You know, this is what he was like." You know, fuck the revival and all that other stuff. And <laughs> and he was like, um, "I don't respect the fact that they work the same match for three months and then have a big blow off match at Takeover once every four months 
and then you say that you're doing something progressive. When we go out there, we mix it up with everybody on the road, 300 dates a year, um, calling things on the fly. NXT is so they they basically have you on training wheels, and then when you get to the main roster, it's you know a lot more fast paced, it's a lot more you know whatever. And granted, you could say that you know somebody transitioning from college to the pros, the NFL game is a lot faster and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the the thing is, and this is where the difference lies, is that if you're an NXT, you are to be groomed to work on the main roster. That's your job. Yeah, and if I you're think, not training I, I, them to do that, then what are the, what are you really here for? Yeah, I, I think in we the should end, spend, that's the destination, right? And I I think also too, we should also talk about this more. Uh, we always say that, then we forget to bring it up. But I, I, you know what I think is a good solution? I think meningitis is a good solution. Wait, what? You, you, you have them come up on the main roster, and you see how they are take oh. how the fans are taking a lighting to, and then you bring them back. Do you remember where Champa was brought up? And it did not oh. go good. Well, it was it dumb not. as fuck because they had Champa and Alistair Black, I think. Yeah, uh, but, and, again, as, uh, and, but they were feuding Gargano. against each other. Yeah, yeah. but again, so, I yeah, think they threw him and Gargano out there as a tag team. Yeah, but, right. But you, but you, you have to kind of implement that strategy of saying, "Let's just see what happens if we bring them up. Let's just see what happens if we do, and then bring them back down." I mean, the, um, um, uh, I was about to say baseball. Um, in high school, I'm not even sure. Do they do this in AAA? Do they bring people back to the major? Oh, people do get sit back down. That's right. Absolutely. So, yeah, but but yeah, I'm, I'm, in baseball they do that. Yeah, I mean in high yeah. school they do that for before you go to varsity, they'll bring JV people up and they'll say, hey, you know, let's see how this person do. But, they but do that's good. the thing, though. In in baseball, everybody's playing the same game. Whether you're yeah. playing in Brooklyn or you're playing in Sugarland, Texas, this the end goal is to make it to Houston. The end goal is to make it to New York, to Queens. The end goal is to make it to the major leagues. And they're not dipping around with what the rules are. Yes, the competition is better. Be better. But they're not yeah. saying that this is but this is this show well, and this is this. Yeah, th- th- this to be this to kind of wrap it up is th- is that they have two different identities. It's wrestling, sure, but they are definitely playing uh Canadian football versus NFL. Absolutely. Go Rough Riders. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so we're way over our time so I'll, I'll just wrap it up with this uh speaking of triple h um <laughs> he's the man he is the man of this show sponsored uh, by triple h me- meanwhile he, meanwhile he's listening in right now you know he's taking notes <laughs> keep an eye out for suspicious reddit tweets <laughs> oh you, so triple h's burner account you know you know he's in here um hot mama 55 <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> Steph, is that you? Um, <laughs> hey, who so, was that? Who was that famous person that was using his wife as a uh, as a burner account? Using the right profile as a burner account. Somebody was doing that. I cannot remember who it was, but I know Kevin going. Durant has a bunch of them, but um I don't know about his yeah. wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um so Triple H said what he said about the women's stuff. Um, and the deal is, is that Thunder Rosa responded and she says the best female wrestlers are not located in one company, not even in one country. They are spread over many companies, many countries, talented women across the globe. Uh, and that was also co-signed by Deanna Perrazzo. So, uh, you know, Rosa, who runs her own camp and runs her own uh, promotion, could definitely vouch for the fact that there are some talents that are out, well outside of the scope of WWE. I don't, um, I don't. I don't watch uh, women's 
uh, college basketball uh, of, of the last two seasons. But if I had to just shoot in the dark with, and, 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 and wanted to land what was the best college team, it is UConn day in and day out. But did people come out of Oregon? They sure did. Yep. If he's saying that the NXT or WWE have the best roster, it's not even a question. But there are absolutely great people around. But you know, you got to You got to You you got to sell your own company, much well, like Triple H you know, did. did you know what That's what Rose is doing. Um, you know, so Triple H is likening the WWE to the NBA or or to the NHL. Uh, if you watch, if you watch basketball around the world, and yes, there is talented competition around the world. But there is no single one team that should that is playing around the world that can beat an NBA team. Like full yeah. stop. Yeah. I'm not saying that there aren't individual great players, but I'm saying that if you bring the best squad in the world from a from a league, they will get waxed by most of the NBA. And I, I it definitely is, it is what it is. And I think that's why I, the NBA is the like the beacon for basketball players around the world. That's why it is the um uh, that's why it is the beacon for hockey players around the world in the NHL. Do they play everywhere else? They absolutely do. But the best of the best play in the, NA- and play in the NHL. That is yeah, not the uh, case with WWE. Uh, by Names the way, I, wrong, I, 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 meant, I meant to say Baylor, not Oregon. But also UConn women's college women's basketball team is undoubtedly some of the best rosters of all of women's college basketball. Well, I mean, so, coincidentally, they're down the street from ESPN. So ain't that a bitch? Yeah, also, but also, also, but also, also you Maryland. can you you can also just say you uh, you could you could you could say uh, Oregon too because of them being right up the tree from the Nike factory that they also have the That's best. That's why their teams. jerseys are awesome. But this Maryland has a, a great Maryland has a great team, uh, and and um, uh, Tennessee consistently yeah. great teams. So these are true. These are true. So uh, the the very last thing uh, is um, I've never heard of Clubhouse Media Group, um, but apparently they are a promotional company that just gets people to influence uh, influencers to use their influence to sell things. Um, Tout, tout. It's tout. That's that's really what it sounds like. So they got... got, um, Somebody kill Tout, please. I'm tired of Tout talking about will, it. Tout will never Tout, die. Tout and rebrand. Tout will never die. Yeah, Tout, Tout is die. is the cicadas of of uh, social media. Tout oh, Tout is Tout this pool the the H H Greg of of Circus Cities, right? It's like we're exactly. gonna close all yeah. of those and use all the same H H Greg. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, seventeen oh. years later, Tout will be will come back in full uh, full prominence. Um, but whatever Clubhouse Media Group is, they have uh, race car driver Lindsey Brewer, sure. Uh, the Dobre brothers, who are YouTubers, Michelle Kennelly, who's a blogger, uh, Gabrielle Saravia, um, is, uh, is, is a professional dancer. Uh, so all these people and their influences uh, sell whatever they sell. And it really doesn't, I, I looked on the website, I don't know what they do. Uh, but I say all that to say that uh, Tay Conti, is uh, adding to the ranks, so oh. they definitely have a, a a market that they're trying to hit. I don't know with what, but the bottom line is is that um, if Tecanti's there, I'm suddenly interested. So okay. good for her. But, but and this is also interesting too because it is an influencing social media based marketing company. Which is mm-hmm. a thing that WWE has kind of put the hammer down on and said you can't do that. 
So whether it's Lana selling Mountain Dew on Instagram or whatever, Conti signed an actual deal with a company that does this, these things. So interest in the AEW, who she thanks in her tweet about after the signing, saying thank you for AEW for allowing me to grow my brand and work for your company. I kind of forgot the WWE kind of said, nah, y'all can't do this. Uh, so that is interesting to see what that kind of relationship looks like. It will also be interesting to see what the hell they sell. I, I still don't I mean, know. It's, e- it's easier for AEW because everybody else has brands all over the place. So there's no yeah. way you can tell somebody else on the roster that they can't. But Kenny Omega, the Bucks, everybody got deals left and right and endorsements. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for them where WWE is the brand that you come into to be branded. But AEW is a is a place where you are just getting a contract and you can either build your brand or whatever else you want to do with it. So it's it's just well, too different. It's two different scenarios. True. true, it is it is interesting, but um, I, I think it is. I don't know if this was like a subtle you know jab where it's just like, hey, you know, this nah, is a it, yeah, thing, or this is I'll, a thing that AEW is allowing people to do, and good on them for that. This really shouldn't even be an issue, but it is an issue because WWE said, ah, oh, hell no. Nah. Yeah, it's not a jab. A jab is what Impact did, where they instantly started to promote uh, Havoc's um, uh, Twitch and Josh Matthews, mm. who's back on commentary all of a sudden. Uh, I don't know what happened to uh, Stryker, but, uh, and this is like for three weeks now, uh, but they definitely was just like, and we have our, you can watch your favorite wrestlers on Twitch here and the only place you can do it is he said it's something of that sort. It was, I mean, it was absolutely a jab, but yeah, he said it to some extent, clearly uh, with some passive aggressiveness towards WWE. Uh, before we wrap, I, it's two things I need to bring up real quick that I almost forgot, but I'll wait till you're done. Um, SmackDown is this week. AEW has a show out in Chicago. Uh, Fear the Gay Agenda. That's the No Peace on the Ground uh, out in Orlando. Uh, Ring of Honor is new this week. Uh, Survival of the Fittest is July 11th. Get your tickets now. Uh, they have pods of one through six, depending on where you want to sit in the building or depending on what pod you want to be in. Uh, you could kind of have your, your seat. There's no way in the hell that they're using all of the buildings. They're using like literally a corner of the building. Um, mm-hmm. It will be interesting to see if Ring of Honor opens up more tickets for that. Uh, New Japan Strong number 44 is uh, going on this weekend on Friday. Limitless Wrestling up in Maine. Good to see them back. Um, they're doing a thing on Saturday. Uh, takeover in your house for real this time um, <laughs> is all the soul uh, Saturday. Um, you have uh, New Japan shows on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Chocolate Pro, uh, Chocolate Pro Wrestling is tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, my girl, Mesa Ruger versus Minoru Fujita uh, for the Super Asian title. That should be fun. And Sean, hot damn, Sean is coming back on Saturday. So uh, that's cool. that's a lot of fun. Uh, Pro Wrestling Australia has a show down in uh, the Sydney area. So it's a lot of wrestling this week um, and on all the streaming platforms if you can find it. But that's the news for this week. All right. Well, I will make sure that we do not go over an hour and 30 minutes as the hour was the mark. But hey, who's 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 counting? All right. Triple so did, H's. Did, did you all watch um, the Jake Paul and uh, play no. Mayweather fight. The fight. I, I, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't watch boxing. All right, just just check in because I figured y'all probably wouldn't watch. It. I did, but I figured y'all didn't watch it. But that's okay because if you didn't watch that, then you're in treat for an even bigger fight. Because I know Jamal has been desperately waiting to see this one. Ask me if I'm desperate to watch a boxing match. Go ahead, ask me. I dare you. 
Yeah, I know you. I know because Jamal's favorite artist, Aaron Carter, is getting ready to face oh, no. his favorite oh, no. basketball player reporting live from the Bunny Ranch, Lamar no. Odom. No. <laughs> Aaron okay. Carter versus honestly, Lamar Odom. Honestly, I'm intrigued. Special special guest. <laughs> uh, I mean, special referee. Is Mills is, Lane the referee? It's is the it, Iceman. Tito Ortiz, not Tito Ortiz, God. Um, Chuck Liddell. Chuck, Chuck Liddell. Liddell. Oh, Chuck Liddell is your special referee. Folks, My what, God. what is happening right now? <laughs> no, no. So, so, so here's celebrity the question. Boxing. Here's the question. Because celebrity boxing was a thing on Fox a couple of years ago. And it I watched was. Zero, yeah, I watched I zero that. seconds of that, too. <laughs> uh, but the, the question now is, is how much cocaine is on the line? Oh, all of it, all of it, <laughs> all of it, all the if cocaine. This, if this mm-hmm. if this fight isn't at the Bunny Ranch, I w- I will be surprised. <laughs> so the Colombian government sponsors Lamar Odom versus Aaron Carter. <laughs> Height Ooh. difference, weight difference. This, they're both I mean, they're both gonna ride drug mules down the aisle to the ring. That's how it's gonna work out <laughs> oh for them. Look, y'all can say what y'all want. I'm intrigued. <laughs> uh, no Are you gonna I'm- pay for it? What? I mean, of course I pay for all my stuff. And that's going to do it today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Triple. I don't know if, if Damien is Triple H or the feds right now. Like, man. <laughs> Maybe I'm both. <laughs> Get you a scrambler down Florida Ave, folks. Go right behind oh. that CVS. He got you. He got you. Right behind the picture booth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is that yo, the two things or was there something else? No, that's it. That's it. But I will say this, though, because we, we we didn't kind of really get to say it. Um, we'll talk about it more next week. Hopefully more news comes out about it. But I am so glad that Impact is going to have Moose come out, his grand interest come out at Daily's Place in front of a, 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 an audience. It's well-deserved, and I will be very, very, very surprised if Moose, who still hasn't resigned, if anybody hasn't been keeping attention. I thought he did. De- I don't I didn't see anything saying he resigned. Ago, I, I could have sworn Sean said he resigned, but okay. And so any, any anywho, like um I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up setting up camp at Daily's place for a long time. I ain't seen nothing about him signing, but to each his own. Anyway, that'll do it for tonight's episode of the Big O Belt Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, folks. And you can catch us live each and every Thursday at 8 p.m. Um, and you can get all your news and information and updates from us at BigGoldBelt.com. That'll do it, folks. Y'all be safe, and we'll see you next week.